It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to preview tonight's preseason game for the Oklahoma City Thunder, taking on the Denver Nuggets Plus your mailbag questions on who will start, who should you look forward to in the 2023 NBA draft, who might break out this year for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and so much more, all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by LinkedIn. Let's dive into your questions about the ceiling of some of these players, the starting lineup, the 2023 NBA Draft, plus discuss what to watch for as the OKC Thunder take on the Denver Nuggets in their preseason opener. All this coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast, brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you, and you can find your qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Check them out today. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Every single morning, every single day, we're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode, including our bonus episodes these next few weekends leading into the start of the regular season on October 19th. But tonight starts the preseason for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and there is still reasons to watch. And the preseason, unlike in most sports, is actual basketball. In the NBA, Like you're going to get to see these guys play uh, 20 minutes or so, Tonight, it'll be very fun to watch them play. Of course, there's going to be some sloppy uh, things that happen or mis-executions, things that happen here and there. But in general, it is NBA basketball that you're watching on preseason. So we'll talk about what to watch for in those games coming up. But I do want to start with your mailbag questions. This first one comes from at Jared underscore Lemon. If you could add one all-time player of any time period to this team with the intention of winning a championship this year, who would it be? So, assuming that you literally mean this year when Chet Holmgren is already out for the season, and you you have to you have to counteract that as well. Uh, there's really one way to go with this to me, and that is LeBron James. Uh, I think that whenever you just take any LeBron James, like the the eleven twelve LeBron, or specifically the Cavs Finals year, like his first ever appearance in the Finals with the Cavs, taking that year LeBron that drug that team to the finals and putting that LeBron with Shea and Giddy uh, and even some of the nice uh, rotational pieces that the Thunder have, uh, I think that's your best option uh, to try to go win a finals. Uh, could they do it? Uh, 
probably not, but I think that LeBron James is your best option here uh, in this whole grand scheme of things to pick one player to go win a title with this year. At B Revment Life, assuming that Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, J-Dub, has all-star potential, and knowing who the Thunder already have, including Chet Holmgren getting healthy next year, plus a high pick in next year's draft, who is the best closing lineup for winning? So it's hard to say because we don't, I mean, we know that the Thunder are going to get a good player in the 2023 draft. Like that's going to for sure happen because the draft is so deep uh, in 2023 that there's just no way that they fall out of range for a really good player. The problem is we don't know what that player is, right? So, so factoring in and, and configuring a closing lineup for Scoot Henderson with the Thunder is a lot different than with Victor with the Thunder or with uh, Cam Whitmore with the Thunder. Like it's a lot different depending on who is who. So let's just say that this team is fully healthy and it's and it's a whole season has passed, and you've seen some development from J Dub. You've seen some development from, of course, Josh Giddy working with Chet, uh, you know, Chip England. Let's just say that this team is fully healthy and not factor in any other moves. What would be the best closing lineup to try to win basketball games? Would probably be SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, and then at the four you can get creative, and at the five is Chet Holmgren. So getting creative at the four could be Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Getting creative at the four could be Kenrich Williams in there as well that just kind of tie things together and bridge things together for um, this team defensively and make some threes on the perimeter. I think that your closing lineup would kind of be the Shea, Giddy, Dort, Chet, plus J-Dub. I think that that would be a really good closing lineup for the Thunder if this team is fully healthy. Like I said, it's, it, you know, I understand your point of, you know, they're going to have a, a top guy. Kind of figuring a lineup around those players is a lot different depending on their position and, and what they're best at once we actually see who that player is. But of course, ideally, it would work in a way in which your five best players could be on the floor at the same time, and those five best players would be the 2023 pick, Chet Holmgren, uh, Shea, Giddy, Dort. We'll see if that actually comes to fruition. At MK32541, can you see Trey Mann playing the one at some point this year? So, Will Trimian play point card? I think they will play point card tonight. Like, I think that uh, that will happen. I think that as Thunder fans have to get out of the mold of positions and being boxed into one through five. This happens a lot for Thunder fans at the center position. Everyone is just you know, freaking out. Oh, my gosh, they don't have a center. Who's going to play center? They don't want a center. Like They've been telling you over and over again that they're going to build this team out in such a way that you know they are going to be positionless and be fluid. Chet Holmgren, when healthy, is a center, and they will play him as a center um, you know, whenever he's healthy. I, I think that positions aren't really going to necessarily matter. Whoever has the ball on a rebound, whoever's the closest uh, to get the ball down the floor and push the pace, I think will get the basketball. Uh, when you set up in the half-court set in the playoffs, of course, your best playmaker would be Josh Giddy. Uh, Shea's thrived off the ball in his career as an offensive scorer uh, in the half-court set. And then you have, of course, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, whoever else you want to put on the floor with him. But yeah, I think that there will be points and times where Josh Giddy runs the point guard, SGA runs point guard, Trey Mann runs point guard, Jalen Williams runs point guard. There's going to be points and times where all these guys are going to get some time at the point guard position because they want everyone to be a playmaker. They want everyone to be able to be a point guard. That's like the whole goal of their team-building strategy. So I do think that he'll play uh, point guard and even play it tonight against the Nuggets, especially with SGA out. At OKC underscore Defender, who do you want OKC to get the last roster spot to? These are all from Twitter. I didn't say that earlier. Uh, 
look, I, I think that this is a season in which it doesn't really matter. Like, I think that most seasons, uh, I'm such a sicko for NBA basketball that I would be breaking this down um, in my sleep, right? And I still do that to an extent. But this year, the Thunder have so many players that they need to get on the floor that if they keep the roster spot open or they give the roster spot to Marquise Chris or if they give the roster spot to Daniel, uh, or I should say David Waba, they just will be such low priority to get in the game that it won't really matter because you're going to have to be playing bulk minutes to Usman Jang, to uh, Poku, to Jalen Williams, the second Jalen Williams, you know, and all these guys, Shea, Giddy, Dort, Baisley, Jerry, right? Even the two ways, Lindy Waters is going to be a guy that, that you want to see grow and invest in. Um, you might be interested in uh, Eugene Omori, possibly, right? There's all these guys who you want to see play that, I just struggle to find a pathway for Chris or Nuaba to make an impact, but I do think that those are the two guys that I think are in, con- in consideration. Uh, I would be shocked if it's anyone but those two guys uh, that that might make a leap for that for that last roster spot. They also could keep it open. The Thunder have done that before, especially whenever they were contending. They oftentimes kept a roster spot open for the buyout market. Obviously not going to be big, big players in the buyout market this year, so maybe they don't want to do that, but uh, it's also a good strategy to have it open. And... They could reward Lindy Waters, um, a guy who who improved defensively, it looked like, in Summer League. We'll see if that carries over to tonight, uh, who's kind of done with what's asked of him. And they could reward him with an NBA contract, the standard NBA deal from that two-way spot with that last roster spot. So to answer your question, it doesn't really matter, but I understand the, the question. So I would say if I had to just pick one, I'd pick Chris. Um, I'd, I'd pick Marquise Chris, but... Nwaba is still an option. And then, of course, converting Lindy Waters would be awesome. So that's still an option as well. Uh, on that topic about Lindy Waters, there was a question about uh, from at Funky Sooner. What is the difference between a two-way contract and sending players down that are on real NBA deals? Uh, so you had the right thought process in this question. It's just kind of reversed. So uh, the two-way contracts, Lindy Waters and Eugene Omori, they can play as many games for the Blues as they want to. They can play the entire season down there with the blow. Um, but they can only play 50 NBA games like at the NBA level. And, and, and you know, COVID made this made this weird distinction and, and kind of confused it all. They can't play in the, in the NBA playoffs if the Thunder got there on two-way deals. You have to sign them to an actual NBA contract. That's why the Thunder, before the bubble, had to sign Lou Dort to an NBA deal to make him be able to play in the playoffs in the bubble. Then that, that rule ended up getting changed, but it didn't matter anyway because the Thunder wanted to sign Lou Dort anyway. Uh, but, yeah, they can play 50 NBA games, so you got to manage those days with the NBA team. Now, luckily, whenever Lou Dort was a two-way guy, practices counted against you. So he could not practice with the team or else they'd, they'd use up his 50 days in a hurry. And, you know, at that time, the days were different. They'd use up those days in a hurry uh, because you can't use those days on practice. You have to use them on game days. Uh, for this for this generation, for this season, uh, basically the number to keep in your head is 50 games. If, if Lindy Waters hits 50 games without an NBA deal, he'll have to play the rest of the year with the blue until he gets an NBA deal. Um, the Thunder have done a good job of managing those days throughout their history. And of course, they've converted plenty of guys from Burton to Dort to... You know, Moses Brown, they've converted plenty of guys to uh, standard NBA deals over their you know, last handful of years, five, six, seven years. So that's the uh, whole gist of a two-way contract. They can play as many games for the blue as they want to in the G League, but they only play, only play 50 games in the NBA you know, as NBA players. So that's kind of where all of that falls. Now, I do want to talk about our good friends over at LinkedIn, folks, because LinkedIn is incredible. So with LinkedIn, you're going to get a plethora of tools to use. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you are 
going to have access to the best and most qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So check it out today and add your purple hashtag we're hiring frame to LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates that have the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering qualified hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to today faster than any other platform. Plus, your job is free to post at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply at LinkedIn Jobs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. At Pac-Man Tomlinson wants to know, can you please go into detail on everything wrong with the OU football team? Uh, well, you can go check out Locked On Sooners for all of this detail on what's wrong with the uh, with the OU football team. But from the uh, from my vantage point, they've got the worst quarterback they've had in a decade. They've got a bad defense still, and they've got the worst offensive line they've had uh, probably in the whole uh, beaten bomb era. So it's pretty simple on how they're just this terrible. Uh, rock chalk, by the way. Let's see if Kansas can win in TCU with the first time that they've. Uh, Ever hosted game day then? Maybe they can beat OU as well. That'd be pretty cool for, for some people. It'd be pretty cool. Most Sooner fans would not be pretty cool. But nonetheless, at DannyCo79916-7712, what's the plan for the center position? Well, as I mentioned before, positionless basketball. Uh, Mark talked about how the center position will be used very fluidly, and he gave examples of really what he was describing was matchup-based, right? So when you have a team that you need to be very switchable on, you have a very you know, elite switchable defender in Darius Bates that can switch one through five and can uh, handle that defensive end very well. Uh, so you can put him at the five. When you have a team that, that you need to drop off on and, and play job coverage with, Mike Muscala can do that because he can't switch onto the perimeter. So maybe he gets the start or maybe he gets the bulk minutes or maybe he gets you know 15 minutes that night versus 10 or five um, you know, minutes increase. Jeremiah Robson Earl, uh, kind of in between those two things, right? Like he could switch. He, he could be able to switch and handle it, not to the extent of Darius Baisley, but also not to the low end of Mike Muscala. Uh, he can drop, but maybe not as well as um, other players on this team, but I think that in drop coverage, he's still very good because of that new body of his that we saw in Summer League, and and that kind of helps him stay balanced and stay, um, you know, kind of walled up at the rim, and let's see if he can alter shots there uh, at his size. And then even Pokoshevsky, like, like let's think about this. Bokashevsky is a really good blocker, you know, blocker of shots. He, he's really good as a help defender. Um, if you put him at the five position and he truly is 
more aware now. He truly does have a brand new lower body, which has led to more balance in his game and more balance in his just, um, you know, body, more, more, more physical balance for him uh, on the basketball floor. If all those things are true, you can certainly play him at the five um, and get away with it in, in certain matchups and certain, um, you know, schemes that you want to use. So there's a lot of options at the five, and I don't think there's ever going to be a sediment five until, of course, Chet Holmgren gets back. Chet Holmgren will be uh, the five whenever he's he's back next year. But in terms of this year, there's going to be a ton of uh, overturn and, and what Mark described to us at practice after, that, after uh, uh, Thursday's practice was kind of just that fluid matchup nature of things. Uh, Alex, one, five, three, 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 eight, five, four. Who is the point guard? Look, in the general sense, I think that the point guard is going to be Josh Giddy. you know, in, in the sense of like, when you have to orchestrate a half court in the half court set, Josh Giddy can bring the ball down the floor and it just allows for SGA to get easier buckets, you know, whenever he's not having to, to do it all by himself. But there are going to be a ton of times, you know, I think it'll be, you know, 55-50 where SGA is being allowed to just go down the floor, ISO, and create for himself. And then off of that comes creating for others as well. It's going to be a delicate walk that they're going to have to walk. But again, putting a label on the true point guard uh, would have to be Josh Giddy because of just the nature of him not being able to play off ball as well as SGA can. And we'll see how they balance those two things out. From at circle underscore D underscore wagon. Is Josh Giddy or Ginobili? That's the entire question. So I would ask if you mean, you know, is Josh Giddy going to be a very good sixth man for the Thunder and that's kind of his ceiling? Or is he like the connector that connects the pieces of, you know, Tony Parker and, and Tim Duncan? And I got kind of more detail on what you mean before I can actually answer that question. Uh, so at Charlie Bender, what would it take for the Raptors to pry away Shea for Shea to actually want out? I think that the asking price for Shea would be. Um, Massive. I mean, we just saw where Kevin Durant could not be traded because they could not match the value of him having four years left in this deal. Shea right now has five years left. After the season, will be four years left. But he's still in his, you know, hitting his prime with, um, you know, a huge ceiling ahead of him. So I think that it'd be you know three first round picks and and a quality player that, that'd kind of be the asking price probably for SGA. And, and we know that we know that Sam Presti never really um, is on the wrong end of, of deals except for that James Harden, con- you know, that James Harden. A trade which is just totally loses its context in this day and age. Like we just look back and say, "Oh my goodness, they traded away James Harden." It, it wasn't really that simple. That's kind of lazy. But from at OKC underscore Defender, rank the 2023 NBA draft. Uh, I'm assuming that you should mean like the big board. So I'll, I'll give you my first few names that I, that I like in order: uh, Victor, Scoot, my one and two. I have Whitehead at three, Whitmore at uh, four, of the Thompson twins five and six, and then I have Nick Smith at uh, seven and Anthony black at eight. So I'll give you my top eight there and you'll have to wait on my entire big board. That'll be coming pretty soon. That, that'll, that'll come. Honestly, uh, if you're looking forward to 2023 draft content, I know that you are, we're going to have Richard on the podcast um, every week for, for, from about the start of the college basketball season, all the way through the uh, NBA draft. Uh, so you'll have that, but also my first big board of the entire season will happen um, the Thursday before college basketball starts. So you can look forward to that and mark your calendars down if you would like at smooth operator. Oh, two predict the starting lineup. Uh, I'm assuming that you mean whenever it's fully healthy with SGA this season. So obviously not going to include Chet. He's out for the entire season, but SGA is not out for the entire season. He'll be back uh, maybe by opening night, but probably by about, you know, four or five games in. Uh, so the starting lineup whenever SGA is healthy, SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jerry, Darius Basley to me, uh, that's kind of how I would start things. If I was, uh, 
Mark Dignall. That's how I, that's how I'd start things. And then at DGB underscore go pokes. What are the most likely scenarios that you see the Thunder doing with that $10 million player uh, trade exception? Nothing. Uh, honestly, that's kind of the, the answer for every um, trade exception. Most of them go expired around the NBA. Um, could they take on a salary? Sure. It's just hard to predict, right? It's just hard to predict what they would actually do with it. So the most likely outcome would be that they just don't use it because that's the most likely outcome for every team, right? A lot of these trade exceptions, they, people get really excited about and then they just never end up using them. So I would say, honestly, your best chance to use it would be probably in the, um, you know, trade deadline period or offseason period or, you know, early offseason period. But we'll see when they actually want to try to pull the trigger on that. Coming up, let's preview the first preseason game of the Thunder season. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet. Check out your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over right now to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts, folks. It's so easy. You type in bet online, you go to their sports book, and we're already here. You can bet on football if you want to, like the Rams and the 49ers. The Rams are plus two tonight against the 49ers on the road. But if you want to bet on basketball, you can do just that. You can bet on preseason action uh, if you're that kind of uh, into the preseason. The Sixers and the Celtics uh, taking on each other on Tuesday for the, you know, pre, I should say, for the preseason. For opening night as well, you can bet on that already. Opening night lines are out for the Thunder, by the way. They're still 11.5 underdogs in Minnesota on opening night on the 19th. Check that out as well. Check out BetOnline right now by going to BetOnline.net. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Want to talk about a preseason opener for the Thunder? It's going to happen in Ball Arena. The Thunder taking on the Nuggets on the road. 8 p.m. tip-off time. This game will be available for free on the Thunder mobile app. I think it will also be streaming uh, online, but on the Thunder mobile app, which is also an app that you can download, I believe, on your Fire Stick or Apple TV, uh, but for sure on the phone or your Thunder mobile app, and I think it will be on the website. I'm not for certain on that part. It will also be on League Pass if you're out of the market and have League Pass. Uh, it'll be on Altitude Sports for the Nuggets side of things. So you can check that out as well. The things to watch for in this game, I think, are plentiful. Again, the preseason in basketball is so different than most sports because you're actually seeing the normal players play for about 20 minutes or so uh, in these games. And you're going to get some questions answered. Of course, in the process, they'll look sloppy. They'll lack execution at times because it's the preseason. But uh, you still get to watch, can you know Josh Giddy improve? That's a big one. Uh, what is his next step look like? Because we saw improvement in summer league. We saw him improve his rim finishing. We saw him improve as a ball handler. 
in Summer League? Does that carry over? Does anything else get added to his game from that Summer League stint? Can Jalen Williams from Santa Clara carry over his dominant Summer League where he was a really nice three-level scorer, uh, he was a nice you know secondary playmaker, and he showed lights-out defense in, in Summer League. I want to see if that can carry over to the NBA setting. I think that with Trey Mann, I think that he's one of the guys I will be glued to tonight. Because with Trey Mann, he's arguably the top scorer on the floor for the Thunder. Like, how many other guys do you think are better than him at just purely scoring the basketball with SGA out on the floor, with SGA not on the floor, with SGA being on the sidelines, being back in Oklahoma City? Who else besides Trey Mann can be just a go-get-a-bucket kind of guy? I think it's Trey Mann. So can he be that top scorer? Can he be that lead scorer? And also still be effective and be efficient when shooting the basketball. Look, the Thunder have talked up and hyped up Pokashevsky. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it go down. He's the most polarizing or one of the most polarizing players um, that the Thunder have. I want to see if it can actually translate uh, to the NBA setting in the preseason. Of course, you're not supposed to overreact to the preseason, but we all know we're going to tomorrow morning, and it's going to be fun. That's what basketball is all about. Uh, Baisley, same thing. Baisley and Poku are the two most one and two polarizing players that the, 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 the Thunder have on their roster. The fan base is either all in or all out on both these guys, uh, and they both need to show very much, you know, very improved games on the offensive end especially. Jeremiah Robinson Earl's new body looked awesome in Summer League. How does he progress in the preseason? And then you get to watch Usman Jang and Jalen Williams play, which is always fun uh, and is always going to be interesting. I think that with Fruzman Jang, you're going to see um, – Flashes from him of, of what all of the creative things that he can do for Jalen Williams from San, from uh, Arkansas, I should say from Arkansas. You're just going to look to see, does he have NBA traits? Uh, I think that Jalen Williams out of Arkansas, I think his NBA traits going to be this kind of Swiss army knife defensively that does the dirty work and kind of connects things for the bench unit. Uh, does that shine in, uh, in preseason? Let's say right now though, check out the ultimate pro basketball preview. Thank you again for making lockdown thunder. Your first listen every single morning, every single day, but make sure that you're checking out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview starting on October 10th, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. It's starting on October 10th. Search the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Check them out today. Also, Check out Locked On NBA Basketball today. They're going to help you win your league. So on Tuesday's show, we're going to recap game one of the preseason. How did they look against the Denver Nuggets? Wednesday, the Thunder take on the Mavericks in the BOK Center. And Thursday, the Thunder take on the uh, 36ers in the Paycom Center. I'll be there. Hope to see you out there as well. Um, the, the, 60, the 36ers just beat the Suns on Sunday, so that should be a very fun game. And then does it stop there? Sunday night, the Thunder are in action again. So a four-game week here Unlocked on Thunder. We're going to have a podcast for you every single day, Monday through Friday, plus Saturday and Sunday leading up to the regular season from here on out until October 19th. So subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 